Hey-oh! Oh, I haven't done that in a while. I know, you, you're back. Oh. Well, no, I don't know. Live from your Climate Changes November tease, it's a Malarkey Monday edition of Business Pants. Joined as always by our BS correspondent, Matt Muscardi. Hey! Oh, wow. We're both I'm a leaf blower today. hater. Oh, really? I like leaf blowers. In today's fun sni- size Snickers bar called November 7th, 2022, sexy story updates and sleazy academic papers. <laughs> Hello. And to that Let's- podcast correspondent that, that listened to our show and looked at our description online and critiqued us for being weird and meandering, and I say, screw you. <laughs> That's the breaking news for today. <laughs> All right, ready? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Come on. I hope he's listening to this one. This one's more important. Sexy story updates, Matt. Yeah, there were a lot. There was a lot right, of well, news this weekend. We don't have a choice. So let's start with Twitter. Yeah. And again, I ask you, uh, when they officially go private, I guess uh, I keep asking you this. When they officially go private, do we not have to talk about them? But Elon is is the CEO of a thousand public traded companies. So we, we kind of have to keep talking about He Elon, right? is. And um, I have to keep saying, where is the board of that traded company? Because Elon clearly isn't doing his job at the traded company. He's a little too busy right now. I would love an announcement from the Tesla board saying, like, what the F happened to our CEO? How the hell is this okay? (laughs) That would be lovely. Uh, I got a bunch of Twitter headlines. So you can just let me roll through this. You can stop and give your opinion. It's up to you. It's entirely up to you. Uh, We'll play it by ear. We'll see where this goes. In no particular order. This is in the last. This is the last two days since our last I, show. I know it's been. It's been. <laughs> this psychotic. is great for us in a lot of ways. It, was it Matt Orsag who said that? I, I asked him to rate the whole Twitter Musk disaster, not because I was like all depressed and emo about it. And he said, "No, this is great for us. This is this is the best because it's unending stories, right? It is. It is. It's like watching a a car wreck in reverse." And Matt, um, since I'm still name dropping you why don't you come back on our show and tell us some other things that are smart do that reach out to us yeah okay and no particular order first twitter asks some fired workers to return Uh, this is i don't i've never seen a headline like this have you (laughs) i love that after after laying off laying off half the company in a week i don't know how the hell they made these decisions so quickly I, they he just took over and already decided which half of the company to lay off now they're asking some to come back this is the I've most never heard this. fun never. headline i've ever read there were actually i did notice that business insider who went from summer travel chaos that included like um they they would not let my dog eat its artisan meal on the plane i'm outraged there, right yeah there was a good one today about the uh, one of the planes had to land uh because the toilet was full yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i'm serious that was like, the headline today those are the business insider basically yeah. made its bones all summer on that now i saw like three or four headlines that were like Twitter laid me off while I was in the shower. Twitter yeah, laid me co- off while I was sleeping. I, I saw that I, one. <laughs> thank you for bringing that up. I didn't collect those because as much as I want to make fun of Twitter and Elon, 
Okay, but you just sleep a third of your day. They, they might fire you during that. Like, that's a complaint that they fired you while you were sleeping. I just, I just like that. Like, it's it's made so easy when you fire half the staff, many yeah. of whom you've never assessed or met, and then immediately have to ask a lot of them to come back to work, so that Business Insider can say. I was fired while eating yakisoba and then immediately rehired because they didn't know who I was, right? Like, it's endless Matt, fodder for us. You're the CEO of a company, a, a major, important company. That's true. How the hell... Just try to walk me through this. You buy a company, you immediately lay off the most important executives. How the hell, how the hell do you decide who to fire? I don't get that part of it. How do you know? <laughs> I'm not... You um, no answer to that question. You fire the ones that um, you feel you like, like insulted most you. woke. Yeah, okay. I, that's a good uh, tease. All right, let's move on. Elon Musk uh, threatens t to uh, thermonuclear name and shame companies that paused advertising on Twitter. Here's here's his tweet. Twitter has had Twitter has had a massive drop in revenue. Uh, I, I don't see anything to back this up, but whatever. Due to activist groups pressuring advertisers. Even though nothing has changed with content moderation and we did everything we could to appease the activists, extremely messed up, Elon says. They're trying to destroy free speech in America. Yes. And then, Matt, he goes on to say that there's going to be a thermonuclear naming and shaming of these companies. I, 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 I mean... There's yeah, so much ahead. to unpack in that one tweet. Go ahead. First of all, he blamed activists, not the companies. He said it was activists. Activists. Who was that? Like who are the BLM activists? activists? Who are the activists? And and activists at, uh, gluing their hands to paintings. Like, at who, no who point he did he about? say the companies probably got a little uncomfortable when I shared a conspiracy theory about Nancy Pelosi's husband. Right? Like, or he didn't when the say use that. of the N word shot up immediately, five hundred <laughs> increase in the N word. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was activists. Or and how then, about the fact that? Yeah, go ahead. I'll, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And then he goes on to say he's going to go thermonuclear on them. How many times have you threatened an advertiser and they were like, oh, "Okay, we'll advertise with you"? Like that doesn't. Seem like a great business model. And how about this as your CEO? During a time of a, of, a, of a terrible ongoing war in the Ukraine where there's a lot of fear in the world that Putin might actually drop a nu nuclear, you know, use nuclear weapons. That's his word choice? This is your CEO? This is, this is your guy? <laughs> that's your guy. Uh, and, 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 then, um, and then claimed they're trying to destroy free speech in America. So then goes the next step to say, I'm mad that I'm losing money because I bought something stupid. I need to blame somebody. So I'm going to blame nameless activists. Well, and I'm going to yeah. be uh, naming and shaming companies themselves that decided to cave to those activists. And, oh, P.S. It's about free speech. So it's like if you add free speech to the end of any sentence, does that make you patriotic enough that you can't be culpable for anything that you've done or said ever? Well, to me, this is this is probably the number one problem I have with our uh, tech CEOs and founders is that they have been emboldened uh, uh, somehow by who I'm not sure by who to and what Billions to of solve these great questions, these great philosophical questions that we've been wrestling with for years. I mean, there are whole 
uh, tracks of their their whole law law programs at great universities dedicated around issues like free speech and, and philosophy program and and Elon Musk purports to have the answers. He knows how to solve free speech. Where the hell does he get this notion from? Because where? He Matt, has where? Billions, he has billions of dollars. Because he's rich. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You didn't. All right. That there was more qualifications. This next headline is for you. Uh, Jack Dorsey was one of your assholes of the week uh, on the Friday show last week. So go back and download that episode. In fact, not only download that episode, but hire 10,000 bots to also download the episode so we can get our sponsorship. Yeah, please. Uh, Let's do this. Let's uh, do up. that. Thing. Okay. Here's the headline. Former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey apologizes to employees. This one's just weird to me. I know Matt's excited. There's nothing weird Here's about the it. quote. Here's the apology. This is just weird to me. This is ego out of control. Folks at Twitter, past and present, are strong and resilient, he says. They will always find a way, no matter how difficult the moment. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I realize many are angry with me. I own the responsibility for why everyone is in this situation. I grew the company size too quickly. I apologize for that. And then he goes on to say, I am grateful for, in love, Everyone who has ever worked on Twitter, I don't expect that to be mutual in this moment or ever, and I understand. Oh, that's good. Why don't you what pat us on the head with your billions what is this of dollars nonsense? when you're done? Really, what is this this psycho, this ego psycho yoga babble? What's going I, on here? He's he's very he's look. He feels deeply in his heart. This is is this the Twitter billionaire version of the crying CEO on LinkedIn or whatever? Like this, isn't this that is what worse this is? to me. This is because worse. Th- He's very upset about how he made all these tweeps or whatever they call themselves. Um, you know, he brought in so many because he loved them so much. And then on his way out, by the way, uh, management team sucks and I hate my board and they're terrible. And Elon is the, quote, singular solution singular. to all. Singular, singular solution. solution to all of Twitter's I don't know how problems. that's possible, by the way, too. And did then he, after- did he vet all <laughs> eight billion people on Earth? And then, yeah, that was, well, he vetted about Singular as many solution. as Elon did before he fired the staff. Yeah. And then Elon comes in and fires you, and Jack comes out and says, I'm sorry, it's my fault. Matt, you I, can have I a, simultaneously yeah. love this and hate everyone. Uh, a lot of companies, especially in tech, are having uh, hiring freezes. Why couldn't have Jack had a, a firing freeze? How about a one-year firing freeze after Musk takes over the company? How about that? I don't when care I support, When I support that. the workers that way. What I like about all the things happening, and you're going to talk about this later too, is yeah. that there is a recession happening, and there's like an economic, um, there's a mass firing, and it's a problem. Only in tech, the biggest egos and billionaire college dropouts on the planet are all doing the same thing. They're all firing lots of people. And um, somehow, I don't think it's going to affect Jack, though. I think Jack's going to be okay. Do you think he's going to be okay? This is a a perfect time for uh, populist math time. Ooh, I love some populist math. Let's let's, let's do some populist math. Uh, Jack Dorsey rolled over $1 billion in, in Twitter stock uh, like this week. Matt, a mere 15% of that total, which is less than 4% of his net worth, could provide a $40,000 sorry check to the 3,700 people laid off that, he's, that he loves. He said he loves them. So we talk about we talk about golden hellos, golden parachutes, all that. What about a sorry check? What about a $40,000 sorry check? 
No. You what are you not no. a capitalist? You don't oh. say sorry. You just say you love them and move on to your role in your billions. All right. Uh Jack Dorsey also criticized Elon Musk's decision to rebrand the bird watch feature to community notes, saying it's the most boring <laughs> Facebook name ever. That that to me that he took the time to yeah. say that at all. <laughs> yeah, it, that we care. Of all we care the things that are happening yeah. at Twitter. Yeah. Renaming Birdwatch to community notes was the one he was he he felt need to comment on. I guess it's their way of saying that they're super serious. No, I think actually that's his way of making a joke with his buddy Elon. He's like, Uh, he's joking. Yeah. Moving off of Jack, back to Elon. Elon Musk warns uh, Twitter will permanently ban impersonators after he gets parodied by verified users. Now, let's not forget, Matt. Uh, Just last week, uh, Elon Musk said comedy is now legal as he took over the company. Uh, he, he, Matt, he <laughs> tweeted this. He tweeted the CEO. The CEO tweeted comedy is now legal. And over the weekend, several comedians were having fun with Elon. They were parodying uh, his account, calling themselves Elon and saying some funny stuff. And he is permanently banning, banning them. That's number <laughs> Comedy is, le- I mean, this is what a mess. What a mess. <laughs> it's really great. But actually, it yeah. shows the, the whole point of this is a vanity project, right? It's basically, yes. I get to say whatever I want to millions upon millions of people. That's all this is about. This is all he wants. That's, he doesn't want uh, anybody else to have fun. It's only so his well, kind of fun. Well, also stabbing his himself in the back there. I guess you know, he was supposed to be the free speech king, but I kind of stabbed himself in the back by permanently banning them. And by the way, Matt, he didn't go to his council on this. Remember, he's creating this fake council to deal with these issues. Has he, he banned just them unilaterally or did he made just this decision to ban them? Uh, no, he okay. Uh, he said that's a I good think he question. Said he will I think? Well, he he's suspended. He's already yet. suspended and blocked, um, like Kathy Griffin and Valerie Bertinelli, a bunch of people, Sarah Silverman. Really? I don't know if it's a permanent ban. Uh, Notice, but he's that all, again, he's already stabbing his you, free speech mantra in the back. Is he not? The three people you just mentioned are women, also, right? Like, uh, uh, true. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that seems like a uh, weird coincidence. Not only did he say that, but he also said this over the weekend that Musk says that Twitter needs to become the most accurate source of information about the world. And again, this is a this is a week after he uh, shared conspiracy theories that you mentioned before about Nancy Pelosi's husband. Uh, uh, so this is just a a, a, a train. A, it's a fire. It's a what do you call it? a train it's wreck? Not, it's look, a train wreck. Look, and this is where we have a hard time because this is not a publicly traded company. He can do whatever he wants with this company. The only question about all of this is while he's tweeting this and changing that policy, and he, he had to actually have read like. Kathy Griffin and Valerie, Valerie Bertinelli, he had to have seen their posts and read them and then, like, itself, and then blocked reading. it and time then to read them mm-hmm. and then called it. The only thing that we should be thinking about is you are the head of a publicly traded company. You are spending so much time doing this bullshit on your vanity project. Yeah. Where are you at Tesla? Where are you? I think are you there? Is, are you going to all the meetings? The- what you're trying to say is, where's the Tesla board? Why aren't they speaking out? Where is the board? Um, we get to move off of Twitter now. Meta, you teased this story 
According to the Wall Street Journal, Meta to lay off thousands of staff starting this week. Thousands. I'm hoping all of that staff is on the Facebook, Instagram moderator side so that he could take all that money and plow it into the metaverse so he gets real legs. Uh, speaking of Meta, uh, Business Insider chiming in with a story that uh, that you know we talk about all the time. So I, I don't know what the I don't know what the problem is with Business Insider. They should just say listen to our podcast. Here's the headline from today, Matt. Here's why Mark Zuckerberg Mark Zuckerberg can't be fired as CEO of Meta. That's the Whoa, story. Oh <laughs> wow! They just realized he's a dual class dictator. Yeah, it's a fake Business public Insider, company. Just, just tell your readers to listen to us. We'll, wow. we'll, we'll tell we'll tell them how I we'll tell them how the world really works. I, I I do do I do think it's deeply deeply ironic that they just realized that they're just talking they're like, about what this. what like, like this wait, has what? been the case for ten years. When did uh, wait, they IPO? Twenty eleven, eleven years. Like how can he not be? Fu- I don't get it. What is that? <laughs> it's really unbelievable. In, in fact, Business Insider. If you want to do that story, why don't you add to that list Evan Spiegel and the CEO of Spotify and the CEO? There are like dozens of tech yeah, CEOs tech. that cannot be fired. Yeah. And these are the probably the only CEOs making decisions that you actually care about because you're so tech obsessed and media obsessed. Brilliant. So should, wow. Yeah. Uh, moving on, here, Matt, here's a yet another reason why LeBron James should care who owns companies and a secret reason for the world to buy board saver metrics. Uh, here's the headline. American billionaires' political spending overwhelmingly leans Republican. Yeah. And so, you know, there's actually work by Elizabeth Kempf out of Harvard that shows that inside of boardrooms and management teams, they are like 66 to 33 Republican. And mm-hmm. these are the woke corporations that were yeah. battling. This is it's insanity. It's insanity the world that we even are talking about this. But yeah, LeBron buy board saber metrics. Just yeah, LeBron. I I don't know if LeBron's listening, but I know um, I think Russell West, Westbrook is listening. I know that. So yeah, let's get in touch. Let's um let's work together. On I mean, this. I don't we can know help why share this, this information. Be interesting to you. We can. Yeah. You you want to know like who owns what? We can, we got all the answers. It's right here. You're, you're, and honestly, like all jokes aside. You're understandably angry that the the increase of uh, the use of the, the N-word and, and, uh, and a bunch of hate on Twitter because Elon took over. So uh, you might want to care who runs Twitter. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Two more quick ones. Uh, oh, uh, BlackRock spends record on U.S. political campaigns as ESG fight intensifies. You care about this? No, you don't care about this that. This is, I mean, this is like they issue a statement and then they go behind doors and lobby. I, I, I can't. I had a post on LinkedIn the other day where I got angry because it's like, where the fuck are y'all? Like, what are we? Yeah. What, what is this? People like that post. Yeah, they like w- that one. Why are we? Why are we quietly hiding in the shadows and thinking facts are going to save ESG data? ESG data is just data. Can we just be out there? I, I would. And I, I said this in a woke Wednesday a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. where I just said, BlackRock, you got three options. You either kick out these idiots, like stop, uh, stop having them as clients. You sue them. And mm-hmm. if you can't do those two things, then just say you're woke. Just lean into it. Just be like, you know what? You're right. We're woke. We're the wokest motherfuckers on the planet. Have you ever seen anyone more woke than a multi-trillion dollar asset manager? There's nothing more woke than that. Pure capitalism. And to, be, 
And to be fair, BlackRock, the opposite of woke is being, you know, asleep. You want to be asleep? What's yeah. that? You gonna sell? How are you going to sell that? How are you going to sell Although the GOP, dozing off <laughs> the at GOP lunchtime? The GOP campaign what? is awake, not woke. Uh, awake, uh, not woke. Yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about that. And finally, let's end with some fun stuff, Matt, and my uh, sexy story updates for Monday, November 7th. Uh, ooh, uh, climate activists glue hands to iconic Goya paintings in Madrid. So we got more. Oh, you thank like God. That, this right? is working. You like this. I know you like gluing hands. Hey, look. You I, think you this know, is like, like, super, like super glue or you think this is like a cop-out rubber cement? It's definitely Elmer's. They're not doing super so glue. That doesn't count. It should uh, be super glue. I want skin to tear off. But here's the thing, actually. Yeah. I made fun of the climate activists a little bit, not a lot bit, because I empathize or sympathize. Don't I definitely don't empathize. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, COP twenty seven is happening right now. It started this. It started yesterday. It is Climate Week, and it's happening in Egypt. And the climate activists gluing their hands to make change to famous paintings is about the same amount of change that gets made by a bunch of very wealthy politicians flying in from all over the world to talk about not doing anything and the reason why they can't do it and doing that every single year. What's the fucking difference? Is there a difference? Nothing really changes that much anyway. So you might as well glue your hand. It seems like... Yeah, just glue your hand to stuff. That's why what I'm supporting. Why don't we have like... The like the head of China and the UK who's not there and the US and India and glue their hands together and then force them to come up with solutions. Why don't you glue your hands to Mark Zuckerberg's forehead? That could be fun. That would be great. It's there's a lot of forehead real estate. It works out. Uh, and finally, here's this headline for you, Matt. So I could cheer you up a little bit before we go to your nerd alert. Um the National Park Service warns visitors not, not to lick Sonoran Desert birds. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, Matt, help me out here. Isn't this going to increase toad licking? Honestly, if you if warn was, people <laughs> not to do something, isn't that asking them to, to do me, it? <laughs> make me want to lick a toad more. It would be right someone now, being like, I don't never lick considered it. licking a toad until now. Now I'm like, oh, that's that that could be that's, fun. I need a vacation. Awesome. I need something to do. Honestly, I, I want to see the desert. Why not lick a toad while I'm there yeah, now? Why <laughs> wouldn't you lick a toad? <laughs> All right. What do you got, Matt? Nerd alert, come on. Let's move on to our nerd alert. It's Monday. That means it's nerd alert day because we're back to doing normal things. This is a throwback to one of my favorite ever um, papers that I've ever read. I actually, I don't think we ever did this as a nerd alert, but we did. I did read this while I was at the mothership at MSCI. It's an older paper from 2018. Um, It's by Philip Gellier, Luke Renenboog, and Yang Zhao. And the title of the paper is Beauty and Appearance in Corporate Director Elections. This sounds good. This sounds this sounds this sounds amazing. Is it already is it it's already the greatest paper. Yeah. And I want to say this. Excited. This is part of inspiration for we are bringing on a developer for Board Saber Metrics whose PhD mm-hmm. was in facial um, uh, similarity software. He basically created AI to scan faces and create hmm. similarity scores for faces. Interesting. Um, so we're going to this this paper and that yeah. thesis that he did is perfect 
like a Venn diagram of board saber metrics that we're going to use on corporate boards. But here's what they did. I'm not going to bury the leads. I'm just going to go step by step. They asked the following questions. Number one, is your face an advantage in director elections? Oh my God. I love this question. The answer is yes, it is. <laughs> really? Cause I've, I've seen a lot of these directors. I'm kind of surprised by this. So what they had is they had people, they use Amazon mechanical Turks to um, rate directors faces on the following mm-hmm. four, uh, five issues, beauty, five issues. Uh-huh. competence, Wait, rate, rating their faces for competence? Yeah, they're rated. Do they look competent? You're they basically like, said, do they look beautiful? Do they look competent? Do they look trustworthy? Yeah. Do they look likable? And do they look intelligent? So this is like if the director grew a mustache like on their cheek instead of under their nose, they'd be like, that's not very competent. It would be like if they had a monocle and a pipe in their hand, do that's you trustworthy. look trustworthy, right? Yes, absolutely. It's <laughs> definitely trustworthy. They corrected for bias, um, mm-hmm. like for instance, if a, one of the Mechanical Turks only liked blonde women, so only gave like full marks to blonde women. So they corrected for something like that. And what they found was that an overall score increase. So if you scored the best on all of these things, overall score okay. increase of one deviation above average. So this is like I'm going to pretend to understand this. I'm uh, going to be like uh-huh, it's a big uh-huh. score increase. Okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, it was uh-huh. worth six point five percent less dissent in a in a vote. Wow. So you're you score well on all those features. Your face. This is just your face. You haven't said a word. This is just a picture of your face. It's worth six point five percent less dissent, and that was statistically significant. Number two wow. question. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes, I'm ready. Does only beauty matter? Is it beauty that's driving this? Another great question, yeah. The answer was no. Why? Because beauty is associated with women? Like, why? Why is that? No, well, they asked about gender next. Apparently, directors look for faces that exude competence, trustworthiness, alongside beauty. So beauty by itself was the least statistically significant, but when you added it... To competence and trustworthy. Like I'm, I'm concerned by that. I, I feel some misogyny in there. I'm just feeling it. They found no correlation, though. This is where you yeah. should feel your concern. No zero mm-hmm. correlation between mm-hmm. whether a director was rated as looking competent and their actual education. Oh, their, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Their actual education and whether so, or not they got rated as looking competent were uncorrelated. So it answers the questions, are, are we here at Business Pants Free Flow, are we the only ones in the world who actually read the bios of directors? And the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. We're the only ones yes. care. And us and the group that wrote this paper. The next question they true, asked true. was, does yeah. beauty matter equally for male and female directors? Does this okay. me- these measures? And the okay. answer to this was, no, it doesn't oh. matter equally. In fact, it matters less for women than for men. Why? Because they posit that there are so yeah. few women, they apparently oh. can't get vo- get voted out as easily, no matter how they look. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this one. I'm just telling you what the paper suggests. Yeah, this this that's troubling. Yeah. And then the last question they ask is, does it matter mm-hmm. more for executive directors or non-executive directors? Mm-hmm. I got to wait for the drum roll. It matters more for executive directors. Huh? Doesn't that seem counterintuitive to you? Uh, Yes. Investors apparently 
recognize that their non-executive directors are just puppets. They don't care. They're not decision makers. And this is where it immediately hey. overlaps with board <laughs> sabermetrics. I was going to say, we can help you identify puppets. You can't get this from your typical ESG data provider. We can identify puppets, Matt. Executive directors are, is one of the factors that we use to determine influence in the boardroom. And my guess is, if you match faces with influence, you would see a really high correlation because... Uh, investors love their pretty directors to be highly influential. Great paper. I have notes on how many elector elections this was and whether or not it was, they, they corrected for like dual class and stuff like that, but none of that matters. <laughs> They're applauding that. They're applauding. <laughs> Come on, stop it. <laughs> what, what matters here yeah. is that beauty does matter in the boardroom to some extent. No, what really matters is getting out of here under 30 minutes. And we're just barely going to make it. That's Damian Rollins. I'm Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float. If you like this, listen. Tomorrow we have the corporate theaters, don't we? The corporate theater players yes, tomorrow. Absolutely. We listen to that show. Otherwise, come back on Wednesday for Woke Wednesday. Yeah, Until baby. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>